Hello and welcome to another episode of Que Pasa Hialeah. Hi, my name is Dr. Tony Cruz and I'm the campus president here at the Hialeah campus of Miami-Dade College. And today we have a very special guest. We have Lieutenant Freddy Caceres. He is a law enforcement leader and also an author. Uh, so we're really happy to have him here with us today. Good day, Lieutenant. How are you? Good morning, Dr. Cruz. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing excellent. And, you know, um, so, you know, I, we've had several conversations over the last few months and just thought it would be great to have you on the program. I think that is a, a much needed uh, perspective uh, from all of your law enforcement um, experience. But I know you have other experiences prior to that that are very valuable also for those out there that are leaders. Yes, and so, first of all, just to get to know you a little bit better mm -hmm. for everybody to know who you are, uh, just tell us a little bit about where you grew up. Uh, where you went to school, kind of early career, because I know you had a career uh, before law enforcement. So give us a little bit of background about that. Yes, sir. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Uh, I've seen some of the guests that uh, that you've had on prior to me, and it's it's an honor to follow them. And, and it's an honor to be on a show that's called Que Pasa Hialeah. That's right. So being a uh, lifelong resident of the city of Hialeah and now working for the city of Hialeah Gardens, um, I grew up in Hialeah and Hialeah Gardens both. And um, I my I started off my education in Twin Lakes Elementary, which is in Hialeah, uh, Jose Marti Junior High, which is in Hialeah. Yeah. Um, and then I went to high school, Hialeah High, uh, and, and later attended the police academy at Miami Dade College in the North Campus. Um, I love living in Hialeah. What can I say about Hialeah? We're, we're our own world. We have our own street number sequence, for God's sake, you know? Right. Um, people who are not from here, they don't like coming sometimes. They're like, I get lost in Hialeah, but if you're from Hialeah, you, you just know. Um, Sure. Hialeah, you get to know it, uh, and, and it's it's funny because the other day I was I was at a traffic signal with my wife, and I really realized how Hialeah I am when uh, when she you know I was a few cars back and the light turned green and she's like hurry up this light changes red pretty fast you know and I knew that you know so <laughs> you get to know Hialeah and and I love living in Hialeah because um, the slogan is the city of progress and it actually has progressed a lot throughout the years. Um, I could actually remember when all we had was Piccadilly and Red Lobster, right, on 49th mm -hmm. Street. So if we wanted to go to Olive Garden, we had to go to Pines, or we had to go to Kendall to eat sure. uh, at different restaurants. And now we got it all. We got Starbucks, Longhorn, Olive Garden, and, and you're getting an outback right across the street. Right across the street on 49th that. Street, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure, you guys could walk over there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Hialeah um, um, is just, I, I've tried to leave a couple times. It's just, like, like I said, it's progressing, and, and it's a great place to live. I know you had. Um, Jenny Lee Molina on, who's mm -hmm. the co-founder of the Leah Arts District, which is huge for us. Mm -hmm. um, and you have a lot, a lot of young individuals going in into politics, the council, that they have fresh blood and, and they have new ideas for Hialeah. Um, and it's just progressing. I love living here. Well, that's great. And we're, we're glad to, to know that you're such a big part of this community. Um, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, now turning a little bit more to the law enforcement side mm -hmm. and, and like I said, you are our first guest from the law for, you know, leader, oh, the law enforcement leader. And that's I think great. it's a great perspective because, you know, uh, the country's gone through a whole lot, um, in the last year and a half, not just with the pandemic, but there's yes, been sir. a lot of civil unrest, a lot of demonstrations mm -hmm. here, necessarily not in Hialeah, but, you know, I know in, in Miami and, and across mm -hmm. the country, and I know that makes it um, more challenging uh, for law enforcement. And yes, so I, I wanted to get your perspective on how that has impacted your role as a law enforcement leader. Um, yes, well, Dr. Cruz, I mean, we're, we're very blessed in our community to have some great residents that support uh, the police. Mm -hmm. um, nevertheless, we're, we're always prepared 
for anything, uh, civil unrest, hurricanes, pandemics, you name it. Uh, we just harp a little more on the issues when, when they're present. Um, so, I mean, we've always trained our, our personnel. We, we, we give them great training here at, at the Highly Advanced Police Department. Um, but, you know, with issues going on, we revisit our ethics training, our uh, de-escalation uh, training tactics and technique, um, mm-hmm. use of force, um, which which comes with a, you know, a strong perception that it's using force. But, it, you know, it, it also has to do with de-escalating and, and knowing how to talk to people and, and sure. definitely a lot of, lot of mental health uh, training and autism, autism training. And there's a, there's a lot of training that, that we've always actually performed. Um, just when issues come around, we kind of harp a little more on those and we re- revisit them and and just pass it on to our personnel so they could provide the best service possible to our residents. Well, that's great. And we we do appreciate your leadership uh, and also, you know, your team um, in, the, in the police department because, you know, keeping us safe is actually, you know, obviously a very important thing for us. So yes, we do appreciate the, the, the sacrifices that uh, all your team members and all officers do on a daily basis to, to make our, our community a safer community. So well, thank you. For I appreciate that. that. I appreciate that, Dr. Cruz. And um, so, you know, you're a law enforcement leader, but in addition to that, um, you're an author, right? Yes, sir. And so yes, sir. Uh, a, a few months ago, we met here in my office and you gave me your book and I, and I did read your book. I and, it's, and I have to say, it's, it's a really great book. It's chock full of a lot of information, a lot of good tips for those individuals out there that uh, want to be leaders or are leaders and how to improve their leadership style, the, the, mm-hmm. their, the things that the strategies that they use on a daily basis. And yes. what I like, what I love about this book is it's, it's very practical, right? Very practical yes. in nature. Uh, people can read it and understand mm-hmm. it and, and, and apply these, uh, the topics that you, that you go over. I think two things that resonate with me as a leader, and I, I, I would I agree with a lot of things in the book, but I want a couple of things that resonate with me is leaders need to be lifelong learners. I think that yes, is sir. that is a, a critical piece of everything. And obviously, being in higher education for me, it's very important. But I know that Absolutely. for any leader, regardless of what what industry you're in, uh, being a lifelong learner, continuing to learn, read uh, is is essential. And second, another thing that resonated with me is the fact that, you know, we need to motivate and support and engage our employees, the people who report to us on a daily basis, so they feel valued, right? So, and and feel incentivized to continue doing the work that they do, whether it be in your realm, you know, with with law enforcement, uh, higher education, it could be banking, it could be, it doesn't matter what the the area is. Uh, So those are two things that resonated with me. I want to know, you know, this second nature of leadership, your, your book, what inspired you to write it? Um, so coming from corporate America, working for a large telecommunications company, um, I, I worked my way up the corporate ladder and I was a, an operations manager there. And there was several supervisors, field supervisors, managers, and uh, I was witness to a lot of great leadership, a lot of a lot of good management supervision techniques, but I was also witness to a lot of ineffective leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward throughout the years, uh, coming into police work and I moved into the rank of police sergeant. Um, same thing, you know, I've seen s- some supervisors that are effective, some that are not so effective. Um, always wanted to write a book my whole life. I said, you know, this, this may be a good topic. Um, so I started jotting down notes, uh, day-to-day activity, a- actual occurrences, you know, occurrences that I would run into that will give me the ideas. Um, the book's very down to earth. There's a lot of real life issues that I've encountered yes. um, at work that, that basically people could relate to. Um, 
so one thing led to another and I had a, a 14 uh, chapter book. Um, and, and the reason it's called second nature leadership is because a lot of these um, skills may not come natural to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be an introvert. You might n- not have the education, not not be a lifelong learner and just mm-hmm. get put into a management position without the proper training and guidance. Um, and then a lot of the, the topics I speak about in the book, um, if they're repeated consistently and you and you think about it, you're like, oh, man, this guy walked into my office. I didn't even stand up. I just like, yeah, how you doing? You know, like a lot of little things that you could train yourself so that they do become uh, second nature. Um, right. And in turn, you know, your 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 positive influence and your impact will eventually just become second nature. You won't even have to think about it. That's, that, you know, a lot of people come with a natural gift. Um, they're great speakers. They're very charismatic, but not everyone is. Um, right. So uh, pretty much that's what the book entails. I talk a little bit about family. I relate family life um, to work life. I talk about motivation. I talk about embracing change because change is always, always, always going to occur always throughout our lives. Um, and you have to learn to embrace it and and know how to accept it and, and adapt. Um, but yeah, it's a short read. Uh, it's an easy read. I didn't want to go with a four or 500 page book. Right. Uh, I noticed you have a great book collection in your in your office when I visited you, yes. um, as, as I do in my bookshelf. But um, there, not everyone is, is you know, with, with technology and the phones and nooks and iPads and, and YouTube and audiobooks. not, you know, not everyone could sit and, and and focus on a four or 500 page book. So I purposely made it a short four, 14 chapters, 163 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of useful information. Well, I think those are, are great points about leadership. And I do encourage everybody to uh, pick up their their uh, their copy of, of your book. And how, how can, what's the easiest it. way to pick up one of these copies? Anywhere books are sold online. I mean, all, all the avenues that Amazon is usually the go-to, but you name it, it's, it's everywhere online. And, uh, and yeah, like I said, it, it's on sale right now if anybody wants to pick it up. Um, but Amazon's usually the go-to site. Okay, great. Yes, well, again, encourage everybody to do it. It, it is a great read, a lot of, lot of great information. So uh, I highly encourage it. You know, I want to, the, the last question for you is, is one that I ask most of my guests and, and that's, um, you know, you, you have a lot of experience, life experience, professional experience, mm-hmm. and many of our students are either starting out their, their careers here as students at the college, or maybe some individuals, we have students of all ages, right? So we have students that are 18, but we have students that are 55, you know, are coming back to school. Yeah. So what words of wisdom would you, would you like to impart uh, to our students out there? Um, Dr. Cruz, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd let them know to press on. Uh, great things don't come easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost as if success was designed uh, with obstacles in place. So I'd, I'd tell your student to that pretty much uh, success is impossible without some sort of struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much I'd tell the student to uh, to utilize failure as fuel. Mm-hmm. And when they do encounter those walls, just remember to press on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, it, it, you know, it, it is going to take some, it is going to take some work. It's going to take some struggle. We're gonna, there's going to be some hurdles in place. But um, if they remember the phrase press on, every time they run into one of those walls and just try to hurdle that wall or break that wall down and continue, there is a great prize at the end. Well, that's wonderful advice. And I hope they, they will take that to heart. Yes, and um, I want to thank you, Lieutenant, for, for joining us today on Que Pasa Jailia. And I want to thank everybody out there for joining us on Que Pasa Jailia. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Appreciate it.